something very, very special in today's episode, welcoming a very special guest. Hey, Andrew. Hi, Neil. Thank you so much for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Around the Corner. Uh, I'm really, really excited to be joined today by Neil, who is a really, really inspiring guy uh, from the US who, uh, well, I did a podcast with him uh, a couple of couple of weeks ago or, or a month ago now, and it, we've been connected over social media, the wonders of social media um, for a really long time now, and um, share a lot of the, the same approaches and, and ideas. And Neil, I'll get you to introduce yourself because you can do it way better than me uh, and talk a bit about what you do and and the incredible stuff that you're driving. Thanks, Andrew, and uh, and thanks for uh, having me on your podcast. Uh, I mean, you articulated it really well. Uh, we've known each other for a while now, and uh, it's interesting that we're, you know, on the other side of the pond, uh, but there's been multiple times throughout our relationship where uh, you've posted something on Instagram and it's like we're living these these parallel dimensions on opposite sides of the hemisphere, um, which is which is really cool to know. It's like the whole human factor of that part. Um, so uh, to give you a little bit of background real quick, uh, my name is Neil Conlon. I live just outside New York City. Uh, I'm a New York City native. Um, grew up in New York, uh, was a little bit of a troublemaker when I was a kid. Uh, jumped into the military in order to straighten myself out. Um, worked a pretty normal job for a bunch of years after that. And then finally made the decision that I was going to go out and venture on my own um, as an entrepreneur and, uh, and an influencer. And an interesting thing kind of went on because I was a transitioning military veteran where uh, people were able to kind of align with some of the ways that I would understand uh, what it's like to go through various levels of changes uh, during times of uncertainty um, a little bit better or maybe a little bit quicker than the average person would having had to go through that as a military veteran. Um, so there's been lots of ups and lots of downs along that way, but, uh, but really the one thing I've boiled it down to is uh, being able to continually, continuously press forward and be able to manage things, uh, manage expectations during times of uncertainty. And we live in a world of uncertainty these days. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think you've, well, we've got, we've got very different stories. I think we share um, a, a number of those sorts of approaches. And I, I really love the, the press forward idea. And I sort of wanted to, to riff a little bit on that and, and talk about what that is. I think one thing that we, we both, face uh in the way that we work is is we're we're presented with a lot of opportunities with uh either things that we sort of come across ourselves or, or things that are presented to us and and it can be really difficult when you're pushing down one line i think with your own ideas your you're on your own path your own mission and then something else comes up that uh triggers that sort of that excitement that passion that um, that little, I, I see it as a little glow within myself. And, you know, if, it, if it's sort of, if something gets me glowing, I find it really hard to not, to not pay attention and not kind of look down into it. So, I mean, Neil, for you, what do you, what do you think that 
first of all, what do you think that is? What, what is it that actually brings that excitement to you that, that makes you want to, I guess, look more into, into something that, that comes up in front of you? Yeah, that, that, that's a great, that's a really great question. Um, I remember being at it, being at an, uh, an entrepreneur event uh, thrown by Inc. Magazine a couple of years ago, probably about four or five years ago now. And uh, one of the speakers there was talking about one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs is they get uh, distracted by what at that point they were calling the shiny objects, right? And that's like you build your first business, you get your first client, you get, you know, a little bit of an ego about it. And the next thing you know, you think you can build any business or you're building six at the same time, or you think if you invest in something really quickly, you're going to make a ton of money. And the next thing you know, you basically, you know, took your eyes off of your priorities um, and then are wondering why things are not going the way that you thought they were going to go. Um, but I look at that a little bit differently because I think that if you if if you're looking to measure your success um, in a traditional way, as in, you know, I I I met this goal and I did this thing once, and so therefore I'm going to do the same thing over and over again. Um, that's just not for the entrepreneur. That's just not going to work. Um, it, it's the ability, and this is what I went through on my own, where I would, I was doing very well in the traditional job world, uh, and then something would happen that was out of my control, like the company would would lay off a bunch of people, or the economy would change, um, or something would shift that was just so far out of my control that that thing that I was really that I thought I was really really good at. Um, had no use in, in, in the next thing. And so I'd gone through a couple of those situations and then I, people started to realize or say to me that they couldn't believe how resilient I was and how much perseverance and how I just kept on moving through these conversations in different ways. Um, and ultimately I went through a big branding exercise with a, a big branding agency and that was where we boiled down kind of my own personal brand to uh, to press forward, um, which I figured I'd just highlight that since we had brought it up, and really that's the big thing for me is is not getting distracted by early wins, uh, you know, and just sticking true to whatever that goal is that you're looking to do. We'll call it legacy. I'm not a point in my life where I'm trying to call it legacy, um, but it comes down to the fact of if you get distracted um, by the opportunity or, or, or by the craziness or the, the funness of the opportunity, it can, if it doesn't meet that expectation you're trying to get to, um, it, it's going to change the path of the journey that you're on significantly, and you don't even know that. And, and that's, I think, the piece that people just need to be aware about. I love every single piece of that, and I can't, <laughs> you know, um, uh, I've found exactly the same thing you hear these people talk about you know you've just got to be focused on your one idea and and drive that through and it, it, and the problem that i have with that is is that as an individual 
who has started in the first place as as an entrepreneur or you know as a even as a first time founder and you you're not even identifying as as an entrepreneur yet or or even a, as a business person out on your own i think it's really difficult sometimes to to be told that you need to focus on one thing when the whole reason you you're there in the first place is is because you wanted to try something new you wanted to you wanted to push something and and test out what those boundaries are and i think um whoever whoever you are every single one of us wants to leave um leave something behind i think in some way we we want to make a contribution and if if the way that you see um i guess your best ability to do that is is through your work then i think it's really hard to be to be focusing down one track the entire time um but then again the the shiny things uh, and i've i've said about myself you know i'm i'm terrible with shiny things if it's if it's new and really bright then uh I tend to try and find a way to make it work, uh, which probably, probably a, a lot of, you know, especially sort of traditional business coaches and, and those sorts of people are going to look at and say, you know, that I, I'm hurting things um, overall. I'm hurting the projects I'm currently on by doing that, which I, uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with. I think I think you know definitely some of the decisions that that I've made and we've made in in our businesses have slowed down some of the outcomes. But I, I don't think I don't think they necessarily hurt. And I think as long as you you have that awareness around what you're doing to to take on the learnings and and to share those learnings across everything you're doing, I think it only makes makes you a stronger entrepreneur, a stronger individual, a stronger generalist who can specialize in in uh, different areas across that whole landscape. Um, right. so, well I mean yep. I mean I think I think the thing that I go go through go through all the time in my head is uh, and it's but I align on this right it's easy to get distracted by the shiny things. Um, but the, the, I think it ultimately goes to having a a macro a macro goal that is supported by a bunch of micro goals, um, because the, the micro goal becomes like the the checkpoint for you to make sure this is the way you should be go, should be going, um, and the macro goal becomes the long term thing that you want to do. Because um, I just had a conversation with someone someone today. And they told me what their goal. I asked them, "What's the goal here? What's what's the what's the short term goal?" And they told me their goal. And I said, "Okay, so this conversation is this conversation that you're spending, you know, 20 minutes of your day uh, every day on going to help you achieve that goal?" And the person said, "No." Um, and and I said, "Okay, so one of two things need to happen. You either need to stop having this conversation on this topic." Or you need to realign the goal because you will never meet your goal if you're going to continue to do it this way. And and being able to hold somebody true to what their own goal and their own expectation is, um, it's got to be a it's got to be micro goals that lead to the macro goal. It has to be because even I tell myself once a month that I'm gonna that I'm gonna write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm going to publish it. And I've started writing it. I've started to write pieces of it with ghostwriters multiple times. And then because it's not a mic, there's no micro goal to say, hey, I'm going to write a chapter this week or a chapter this month that's going to lead me to the 10 chapters that get published. I, ne I, ne I get distracted by other things and then do podcasts and Instagrams and everything else. That's, that's really funny you say that. I, I am exactly the same uh, with a book that I've been writing for a, about 18 months, two years now. And, and it, it's exactly that. It's the micro goal. I, I know what it is at a macro level. I know where it's going to end up. But I, I have no framework for actually achieving those, those things in the, in the short term. So I guess um, that really leads me to to something that I'm I'm really curious about. Sort of everyone that I come into contact with, but but especially you. And what what is the way that you actually frame those things for yourself? How do you how do you set your your macro goal, and how do you then make sure that everything that you're doing is feeding into either that macro goal or a or, or a micro goal underneath it that that kind of moves all the way through the through the path towards that that end point. Oh, that's a good question because I would love to say that I, that I have mastered how to do that and it had some amazing framework that was now going to be an online class that did something amazing. Uh, I I would say I'm you're asking that question at the exact right time. Uh, and so I went through a period of time where I was overwhelming myself with goals and, and when I would meet the goal, um, it, it felt like there was an abundance and, and, and the human condition is, is that when we have an abundance of something, we do one of two things. Uh, we either share it, um, you know, which is, I think what podcast thing actually should be accomplishing with people um or we end up wasting it right uh, we we think that we've got more than enough food in the refrigerator we let it go bad and we end up throwing half of it out um and i think that happens with our time too so i went through an overwhelming period and then realized that i needed to do a better job at uh time management and then i started to hold myself accountable for micro goals um but then i started to realize well, it's great. I've got these 10 goals, but they're not rolling up into one master goal. And so I was working on a couple of different projects, uh, doing speaking events on a regular basis. Um, but it was a little bit disorganized. And then I'll, I'll tie that, that into even what we were talking about prior to doing the podcast. So, you know, I, you spend all this time working in one direction. Um, and then ultimately life is going to, uh, get in the way of life in some way, shape, or form. And so I had a, I had somebody approach me fairly recently and say, hey, if I can get you to focus on this one thing for the next four months, five months maybe, um, you got you to gotta drop the other threads. You have to drop or pause or find other people to manage these other six or seven things this this thing is ideal for you to be doing um, and it will bring a 10x return um, on the uh, 
on you spending that amount of time back to you. And so for the last couple of days now, and, and I was posting on social media about it, it's like, in theory, that sounds like a no-brainer. The funny thing is, is that I've been going around asking people if they would help me with this. If I, I would say, hey, I need you to focus on staying with me. Give me 20 hours a week, and then it will be 10x more valuable to you in five months. Um, and I haven't found very many people who can give an instant yes commitment to that. And I figure out if that's because of the state of mobile and, and our attention spans, or if, if it's ego, people are afraid, it's a commitment. So it, it's definitely an interesting journey. Bringing ego into it is, is always a really interesting one to me. I think uh, I, see, I see that there's a, there's a very positive side of, of ego in, in business and in your work and, and in your passion generally, I think, as, as any person, um, being able to bring a strength of, a strength of character and a, and a resolve to actually make it happen and a belief that you can do it is, is kind of paramount, I think. Um, I, I guess playing off that idea of the if you dropped everything and you'd get the 10x return uh, kind of kind of concept and they're, they're really interesting philosophical exercises I think for people but it's very different when the opportunity is right in front of you. Do you find sort of a sadness because I think for me I see opportunities but then I almost feel some sort of a a pre-letting go sadness of some of the other things that I'm working on that I might not be finished with yet. Do, does that ever come into it for you? Or do you find that, 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 that press forward idea that you talk about is, is enough that, it, and is such a strong driver behind what you're doing that you can, you can balance those things out. I think, I, I think partially, I mean, I mean, I, I've been thinking a lot about this and I'll just talk, tie it back to the ego part for a second it's like imagine imagine at the peak of his career you know uh michael jordan right the the world famous basketball player you know somebody came to him and said uh michael we know you're playing a really good basketball game right now we want to take you out of here uh have you play have you practice for three years and then you're going to be the world's best hockey player and you'll make 10 times more than you make as a basketball player. Um, like, I think that's a really good example to, to, to play off of because one, it doesn't seem even tangible for that person. And two, there is the ego piece of it of, well, I'm already doing this amazing thing. Uh, but three, I think really what it is is when something comes to an end, I think this ties into your sadness point. Um, there's all this effort that went into it that is now going to be, you know, paused, put on hold. And how many times can, can a person put, you know, all of their effort and passion into something um, and then have, and just have to suddenly stop it and start something else. Right. It's almost like a, like PTSD for the entrepreneur, um, which might actually be which which might actually be a thing. Yeah, I I actually love that. But also, but also, I, I think I, I I think it's I think it's like a de-risking where you know people entrepreneurs tend to be riskier. 
um, than the average the average employee. Um, you know, a somebody who can afford their kid in a private college um, is de-risking their kid's future to be successful. Um, so I think it just depends on what your risk risk profile is, whether or not you roll the dice. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a hundred percent what it is, and I, what I found myself doing is um, sort of a personal matrix. So, you know, any any sort of business or investment or, or kind of, I guess, product and marketing kind of framework, I think in the last probably five years has moved towards that that matrix model of you know, you know, opportunity the opportunity cost kind of assessment stuff. Um, and I've started trying to do that with myself and, and what is is kind of laying out there and what, what's in front of me to to say, you know, what what's gonna happen here if I if I move this this piece up in this column and and you know that one across over there, what does that change for the whole for the whole picture? And you know, it, are things overall more positive and, and moving towards you know, back to the macro goal, we're moving more towards that. Or is it, um, is it is it standing still? Because I think changing things to stand still really, uh, I find really damaging personally. You know, if you're changing because you feel like it's time to change, I think that that can be where you start running into trouble a little bit. Yeah, and and, and I think that the the thread that you and I I think are highly hyper focused on is. Uh, you know, the, the world in itself is changing uh, between all the different emerging tech, uh, the startup world, um, the ways people are paying attention to things. And we, we live in a very interesting time when people who are standing still, um, who are often still changing things just so they can stay the same, um, you know, the world is going to e evolve right past them. And that's a that's going to be a much more jarring thing than anything else is when you realize that systematically the whole entire ecosystem has changed while you weren't paying attention. Is that, is that something you find really scary for yourself? Because it, it, that's something that terrifies me, that I'm, I'm going to be focused on one thing or, or in one place and, and doing things my way, and, and I'm just going to miss everything else around me and, and you know, find myself caught Caught back where I was before I guess I I took that leap out of out of corporate world myself. I I, I think it's I mean for me it's not so much um, because I because I do spend a lot of time out in the world uh, paying attention to a lot of these things. Um, but I do think that there are I come across people very often, um, and I, I guess the way that I always associate. Uh, associate these type of conversations is, you know, we, we live in the first uh, era when we've got four, some maybe even five generations of people in a family that are living, right? So everything from great, great grandkids all the way up to great, great grandma and grandpa. Um, but we also live in an age where people are sending faxes um, still, and then people are actually accepting payments via uh, Bitcoin and blockchain. Right, like, like that's just how far we've come, and we're all living in the same time. So it's almost like we are living back to the future in today's age. I think that's a really that's a really good point, and I think that that wide angle lens on 
on what things are actually doing at the moment is is super valuable to have as a, as an individual. And I love that you say that you know it's not something that concerns you because so much because you are out there. I think if we were able to generally as people actually focus some some time and and I guess some of our capacity and and headspace on going out and looking at at what other people are doing and actively engaging I think to me the the way we approach all of our problems is going to be different simply because our perspective changes right right I, and and I heard someone the other day mentioning something that I thought was very interesting and uh and li- aligns with this conversation in that um you know historically right uh humans have been have been measured as successful at their ability to do something uh with repetition right now there's various degrees of that whereas an, an accountant a lawyer a doctor a dentist um have been trained and are able to do something that is a high-end task uh, over and over and over again and get, because of that, they get paid a lot of money for it, right? Uh, Athletes uh, get compensated for being able to perform at a certain level over and over and over again. So so the Industrial Revolution in the 50s and 60s set us up to be uh, humans who were able to do things over and over and over again really well, right? Somebody, somebody has 20 years of experience doing something. Um, do they really have 20 years of experience or did they get five years of experience, master it to the most of its capability and just continue to do it for another 15 years? Um, one of the places that I think is very interesting is, is that uh, people who spend a lot of time out in the world uh, with the emerging tech and artificial intelligence and uh, cybersecurity things and blockchain, uh, if they can adopt and understand that their value to these conversations is really going to be their ability to be more human, more mindful, be better listeners, um, and really engaging with people, that that jarring piece that where, where many people feel jarred or uncomfortable really isn't the thing that they think it is. What, they, what, what it is is that, you know, they have spent a portion of their life projecting this version of themselves that based on you know the expectations they thought they were going to get uh and accolades of how great they are at this thing and they haven't been able to really listen or just be more human um and that's why i'm a fundamental believer that it's going to be a rough road i think but um if i didn't have to do anything because other than be myself and be a good and just encourage people, have impact on them and inspire them all day long and look and robots would do the rest. Um, I'd rather do that than anything else I would do these days. I love how positive you are, Neil. I love how, while, while being so realistic, uh, I love that you know exactly where it is. Um, and you, you can articulate really well it, it, exactly where it is that you you think you bring your value and i to me that's why you know if if the question you are asking on social media you know would you would you drop everything for the four or five months if if you're going to get this you know to me the answer for 
for you was was 100% yes. The answer for for other people I might I might not say the same thing and I, and the difference is that you I think wouldn't be asking the question if you weren't already there and I I really like that I really like your your approach to everything and the way you lay it out in front of you I I think that's um it, it's a really exciting thing to to hear someone like yourself say that and and to look at the world the way you do and, and be be observing things the way you do. And the one thing that I that has stood out more than anything, I think, in, in all the interactions we've had is that you say it's going to be a rough road ahead and you're still not backing down from it and you're still not trying to hide or, or protect yourself from that rough road so much. You you it's almost like you're happily walking down it and you you know that it's it's not all going to be smooth, but it's going to be worth it. And that's really, really cool. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, you know, it's, it's the, the thing I think about there that I've learned is, um, you know, I have had, and I'm sure you have, and I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast has had a bad experience in their life that led to them meeting a person or something um, happened that led them to a positive experience. Um, you know, there, there's many, many stories about people having a, a negative thing happen, but if if it hadn't gone that way, uh, you wouldn't be where you are today. And 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 I've learned that over time. Like, but Cliff Notes, quick quick version is like, you know, my 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 parents divorced at a very young age. Uh, both my parents had drinking problems. I was a troublemaker in school. I joined the military, came out of the military, was miserable at jobs, and eventually made the leap. And everything had to go exactly the way that it went to get to this exact moment where I'm on a podcast with you. You're in Australia. I'm in New York City. Like, how many things had to happen in order for that to happen? Um, and once I realized that kind of mindset, it made a lot of the perseverance and resilience stuff a lot easier because you really just don't know when the positive is actually going to come from the negative thing. Which going back to the, the very, very different stories and backgrounds and everyone that, that you meet is going to have something like that. It's exactly as you say, and, and you know, able to take things that come. It's, it's really the, it's sort of that, that crux of, of stoicism, I guess, isn't it? It's the, it, you know, it, if it's happened, I can't change it. It's, it's really about how I respond from here. And it's about building an entire picture out of all of the pieces that I have, I have in front of me or, or, you know, everything that's affected me so far. I think I use, uh, I use building metaphors a lot. And, you know, I used to, I used to have a, a presentation I did called, called, about innovation and innovation mindset called building a house, not chasing unicorns. And I think in the last couple of years that has really expanded out to, to being about myself and being about individuals as well as it's really a, it's not just an on paper approach. It's an entire mindset. I think, you know, you get, 
get everything right and and build it up and you know if you want to put a window in over here you can do that and and you know if you want to add a room on you can you can do that as well you can sort of make things work and and reshape it and redecorate and do whatever you want if you if you're just trying to make yourself into a into the shiny horse um you're forever going to be chasing that and looking for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, that's a great a, a way of framing it out. And, and I would just say that going back to that point about, uh, you know, be, being more human um, and, and how it ties into ego and stoicism, I completely agree that there's kind of this Venn diagram there. Um, and, and in the middle, what I've realized is, is that, the hard part is as somebody who's if you're altering your mindset and you're having these very empathetic very mindful very present conversations with people um when people don't people people and i've been through this right so you're going to have uh family members you're going to have people you've known forever that suddenly you feel uh you don't share anything in common anymore. You can't even have the same type of conversations anymore. You, you have different conversations and it really is this interesting place where you really start to listen to people, uh, like in a more intimate way. Um, and then when you don't hear anything back, you realize that they think that uh, they think that there's something wrong with you actually, or that you, you're, you're, you're too focused on things that are important to you. But really all it is is you've just really just dialed back all the noise around an ego or what they how they want to be projected or how you used to be want to project yourself but are now have gotten rid of that. Um, and just being able to listen to people and not hearing anything, that really just people will opt in and opt out for that opt, will opt themselves in and opt themselves out of your life pretty quickly after that point. It's a pretty compelling thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, I could definitely not have articulated it that well, but but I think you're a hundred percent right. And I think it, it's a really confronting thing the first sort of few times or for the first little while that that those people that are close to you sort of start start saying those things or acting in those ways. But I think it, there is a really powerful thing individually if you if you can work your way through that i but yeah 100 percent agree we should probably wrap this up um <laughs> i'd like i'd like to ask one one more question though uh that is really about i guess where you where you see your yourself and and what you try to do so with every person that you meet what is there something that you hope they will take uh, away from their interaction with you is there something that you you hope you can teach in a in a first in a first interaction or or do you approach people and and relationships in a different different way so while i have a very um forward personality um the actual connecting with people uh, and the networking aspect of it for me was was hard for a long time, um, just because I I was just trying to understand the purpose of it, and uh, and I'd gone through a bunch of trainings around proper ways to network, best ways to do it, those type of things, and it never really felt like it was authentic to me, 
And then I, then I was at a, I was at a, a, an event and a person walked up to me, uh, a business event, right? Everyone's in suits and and, and ties, etc. And uh, this person walks up to me and says, "What makes you happy?" Um, and I was so thrown off. I think this person's crazy in my head. I'm like, this person, why are they asking me this at a networking event? And, uh, and the person goes, you think I'm crazy. Um, and long story short, this person had this really great method of, uh, making sure that they are remembered, um, at, a, at an event by asking people what makes them happy, um, and getting to know them at that level as a human before getting into the world of what was the business card and what title were you and what company were you? And that worked so well and was so clear that I'm on a podcast telling that story now today. Um, and so it's interesting because we live in this world where we're so hell bent on the ego and building us up to be important enough. So someone will talk to us. Um, or thinking we are that we think that that person at that event who gives you that business card might actually remember what color shirt, tie, shoes you had on, whatever it is. But a simple ask or a simple chat around what makes you happy, um, I guarantee you that if you were to do that tomorrow to somebody, uh, they will always remember it. They will always remember you. and it will be a conversation piece that you will have with that person for probably the rest of your life. So um, I'm trying to find ways to have that conversation uh, in more meaningful ways with people so that uh, it's because it's so easy to get away from that stuff. That's so incredible. I, you know, this has been a roughly 40 minutes of you blowing my mind, to be honest, uh, with, with the way that you do these things. <laughs> I've had I've had so much fun. Thank you very very much for for taking the time out to to join me and and to record and 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 for it coming on on around the corner. Uh, I hope we can do it again um, another time. Kind of unpack unpack the world a, a little bit more. Uh, where where can people find you if they want to follow you and hear more from you and, and ask questions? Yeah. So uh, no, definitely appreciate uh, being on the podcast. Uh, I'd be happy to do it again and unpack uh, unpack some more little some more tidbits. Best place to find me is if you just Google my name. It's Neil N E A L Conlon C O N L O N. Uh, I'm probably on the channel that comes any of the channels that come up, and I prefer that people locate me on the channel of their preference versus the channel of my preference. So, uh, but happy to happy to speak again uh, and happy to connect with folks who have. We want to discuss brilliant well let's let's wrap it up there thank you so much and uh very much looking forward to talking again soon cheers neil bye all right bye andrew thanks and thank you so very much for joining around the corner you can find us at around the corner on twitter around the corner pod on instagram and i am at andrew d snell on both Thank you very much. We'll be with you again very, very soon. Mm-hmm.